1: Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring. The flooring experts. MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com
0: And welcome to Overnight America. Wow. What a win. Those Billikens. Looking pretty good. Uh, Pretty good i going to say kind of fun to hear that come from behind. That's nice. Welcome to overnight America. So we have just a few hours tonight and we're going to use those few hours wisely as, well, at least in my perspective, I would say <laughs> some people would probably disagree, but let me uh, mention a few things. We're going to get onto the show and we do this about once a year. It's been a while since we've had someone on the show that subscribes to the idea that the earth is flat. And we've had a couple of guests in the past. The last time we had a guest, If you remember this, there was a documentary that came out on Netflix and I can't quite remember what it's called, but one of the main figures, the person they followed around from the documentary came on and talked to us. I think we did a full hour. And if you remember that, when he came on, boom, our radio station got cut off the air. There was some technical glitch, some weird, strange thing happened, and it could have been some government conspiracy or it could have just been a random coincidence so we're going to see if it was a coincidence tonight with Dave Weiss, who's the uh, one of the hosts on the Flat Earth podcast. And he reached out to me and said, hey, um, you want to talk some Flat Earth? And I said, hey, uh, yeah, why not? So he, they're coming on at 1030. And the nice thing is, he said he would take your questions. So if you wanted to call in, if you ever wanted to ask a question to someone that believes the Earth is flat, this would be your opportunity to do so tonight, starting at 1030. And we'll take him, he said, even past 11 o'clock, he would stay late with us. Tim Winter's going to join us, too, president of the Parents Television Council on some entertainment trends that we've seen. As you know, with COVID and everyone staying indoors, kids are getting in front of television and tablet screens much more frequently. So what are they seeing and what do you need to keep an eye on? This is um, nothing, you know, it's too particular, but in general, just talking about some of the dangers that entertainment has been throwing at kids, children, adult situations that are definitely more mature for them, but however they market it towards kids, it's pretty dangerous things out there. And we'll take some of your calls throughout the night too. This is my last show in 2020. I have the next couple of weeks off. I have a few vacation days and I'm using them right at the end of the year here. So, hey, we get these few hours together tonight. We have some great guests that I know will be filling in like Brad Young. Randy Tobler, by the way, hosts a weekend show on our sister station, 97.1. He's going to be doing a few shows, too. You're going to love him. He's a doctor, so he's got all kinds of great things to talk to you about. And I'm sure he'd love to answer your uh, questions that way, too. Just don't ask him about those rashes and things. Hey, uh, what's what's up with this rash? Remember, he can't see you through the radio. So please be nice to all the guest hosts that are in towards the end of the year. So we're going to come back after the weather. A few things I want to get to. What's the update when it comes to stimulus? It looks like they're pretty close to something. COVID-19, another vaccine, wins a backing from a U.S. expert panel, which means they could be the second vaccine that will be offered. And we're getting some news out of deep space. New signals from outer space. What does this mean? Don't get your high hopes in action because it really doesn't mean much of anything however you'll start to see the headlines i'm sure all of these things coming up this hour on overnight america kmox i'm feeling pretty good tonight a little slappy probably tonight will be fun i always like when we have guests that are unique like the flat earth guests so Um, We'll take some calls on that. So if you've ever wanted to ask a question to someone who believes the earth is flat, this would be your time to do it later tonight. So they're going to join us in an hour from now. I wanted to give you an update on the stimulus package. Here's the New York Times says they're closing in on a $900 billion stimulus deal. Top Democrats and Republicans haggled today over a handful of remaining issues. So it's within reach. And one of those issues could help determine how much power Joe Biden has to act once he takes office. This is interesting to me. For the longest time, I've never seen this detail reported up until now. And I didn't know this was something that was part of the negotiations. So what is that? One of the things I really wondered about was if we put a $900 billion stimulus package together, and it doesn't have the things that all the Democrats wanted because originally they were pitching three trillion. Then what happens after Biden gets in? Are they just going to be pushing for another stimulus and another one and another one? Are they just going to keep pushing and doing it? I wonder if that this nine hundred billion the Democrats were more or less and the you know the Pelosi and the Schumer's whoever negotiates here were more or less willing to take a lower number because they thought as soon as Biden takes office that it would give them the opportunity to push through unlimited spending opportunities for whatever they want. You know, oh, let's give uh, uh, let's give a billion to our friends and here's another billion and everyone gets a billion. It's like that Oprah episode where everyone gets a car and except for the Democrats that are sitting inside of the audience, it would be a billion for everyone that they uh, all their friends and all their contributors and things. So what is exactly there? Democrats are making a last ditch effort to provide emergency aid to states both disputes uh, could carry heavy consequences for Biden, who takes office with a financial crisis in states around the country. So we have our country in general having issues with money. We're going to be owing more than we can pay off in a single year. For the most part, when we have the certain debt and we're trying to pay off that debt, there's a certain point where your debt is so high that it's going. Uh, your payoff of that debt is going to be higher than the money you're making. And that's going to be a big problem. We're there. We've reached it. Why? Because of all these trillions we've been throwing at coronavirus, just like every other country, really. I mean, everyone's in a tough situation right now. But the second side is individual states are having issues. Not every state had a rainy day fund. Some states were better at it than others. Indiana is a great example. I think they had a billion dollar rainy day fund. They were holding on to it. When I was living there in 2016, one of the big debates they had was using that money to upgrade the roads. And they said, well, instead of holding on and saving this, we could take a chunk of it. We can build roads uh, and help improve the roads and the infrastructure in the state. And that was debatable. They said, I don't know if we should do that. Makes you wonder how many people are in that situation where they have that luxury to even look at something like this. And it's really something that most states do not have. So what's going to happen? If the stimulus is passed and it doesn't have everything that the Democrats want in there, is it just the next play to do everything they can to win Georgia, get control of the Senate, and use that as an opportunity to try to push whatever they can if they have the House in the Senate in the White House? That would be an awful lot of power right there. So that's what we're looking at. Still nothing. New round of stimulus payments still uh, narrowly at that uh, individual payments for adults. They're saying $600 to American adults. I know that Josh Holly here in the state of Missouri, one of the Republicans and on the Democrat side, it was Bernie Sanders that was asking for that twelve hundred dollars. That was what they pushed the last time. They wanted that higher number. White House was OK with a higher number. A uh, six hundred, I think, is them just trying to be responsible. Do we really need that? I don't know. Um, but of all the things that they could be doing right now, definitely trying to get something in place so everything's taken care of would be important. So if you want to uh, talk about stimulus, you can, 314-436-7900. And it doesn't really look like the 1200 is going to be on the table. From everything I've read so far, they're all focusing in on the individual checks to be $600 to $700. Nothing up at that $1,200 range. At least it's something for the ones that wanted it. I think maybe that's looked at as a, a bonus. All right, so how are we, too, sitting right now on this next COVID vaccine? We're moving along with this, too, and this is a really good sign. Another vaccine now has the backing of the U.S. expert panel paving way for a final FDA decision, which means that emergency use and the FDA will probably uh, allow for this to happen. So it's the next to last step for Moderna and the National Institutes of Health. The panel of physicians are expected to endorse it and give the okay within hours or days. Well, within days, most likely. So the action would mean that this is going to be pretty important. Well, they got the backing, but then the FDA and everything else going in with it would mean that them and Pfizer would be able to both have a vaccine out and distribute it as fast as possible. The Pfizer vaccine continues to be pushed, and it's uh, getting in people's arms as we speak. Who knows? They may even be pumping it into people right now. These are all good signs. I think that the problem that we do run into is that even if you get the vaccine, they keep saying, well, you're just uh, you're going to have to get used to living for the long term when it comes to the restrictions. I think that it does take a little while to vaccinate a majority of the population, but it's a step in the right direction. I know it's going to be difficult to try to educate uh, some people in the sense that uh, education, meaning that some people are just not going to take a period even though they are perfectly healthy and are able to they just will not want to take it and people have their own motives people understand it different ways and you know i understand that sort of thing i think that for me personally i don't have a problem taking it the thing is i'm not going to get offered it for a while so i guess i have the luxury of seeing everyone else get it first (laughs) but they talk about these harsh side effects and they make it sound like these side effects are normal. I got to say, I don't have a lot of side effects. I don't know if this is just a normal thing and I just don't take medication. Uh, I've never really had a side effect when I had a flu shot, never had a side effect for medication. But then again, I don't take medications and family members haven't really had that much. I've had, I guess when you're up there in age and the older you get, the more likelihood that you could see some sort of side effect. Uh, But I don't see myself grabbing this right now or, or, before the end of the year, and I'll probably won't even be first couple of months of next year. It's just going to take a while to get all of these things out there. So I'll have the luxury of seeing it and everyone else getting it first. And of course, you if it makes me feel uncomfortable, then I can change my mind on it. But I don't feel like it's going to make me uncomfortable. I don't have an issue taking it. One thing I don't want to do is wear a mask the rest of my life. You know, In Japan, you know that uh, they've worn masks all the time. Like If you were to travel or maybe even see video footage of Japan, it's like a cultural thing. It's a common for them to wear a mask. They just do. And they've done that for a long time. I don't want to see this become a cultural thing here in the United States where wearing a mask is just everyday normal activities. I hope it doesn't get to that point. And when you start to listen to Dr. Fauci and some of the other experts, they make it sound like, oh, we're just going to make this a normal thing, normalize it so yeah, it just could be used in the future at any given time. That scares me. and I don't like this. I hope that this is a one and done type of deal. In my lifetime, I hope we don't ever experience something like this again. You never know, though. All of these things are relative to some point. All right, so when we come back, I wanted to talk a little outer space. Every once in a while, you get a story about scientists that say, well, we've been searching the skies and by golly, we found something. And people get all excited and they say, oh, it means that there are aliens and we're going to be able to talk to them. And people jump to these conclusions about stories like this. So I wanted to put this into perspective, just how minuscule these signals from outer space are and how difficult it is to even decode them, if there is anything to decode, because there's really not. But there are some uh, signs that radio signals have been detected in space 50 some light years away, which is pretty, pretty far And also, there's this big asteroid that was going to hit in 2020 while they determined what that asteroid was. I'm going to talk about that, too, coming up on Overnight America, KMOX.
1: Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by
0: Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. Welcome back to Overnight America. You and I I like stories about... People trying to find alien messages from outer space. Well, maybe some people would believe those messages are not from outer space. Rather, they are from internal. Some people actually believe that there could be a secret society living deep under the ground. One of the reasons why we can't bore to it (laughs) or say we can't. And it's amazing. The world is so big. I think we've only uh, drilled down a few miles, if that, and it's just a small little part of the Earth, and it's just too difficult. It gets so hot down there. But the thing is, the further down they dig, they're always surprised with what they find, including things that were fossils or living organisms. They just think, wow, how in the world did that get down here? So here's one of the latest radio discoveries, and radio signals have been detected from Deep space. Deep space. And they're trying to use it as a way to examine alien worlds. I think of this as alien, meaning uh, not of this world, World, okay? Not necessarily intelligent life beings. So it says more than 4,500 exoplanets have been discovered as scientists explore the universe to better understand and look for alien life. New York Post wrote this up, but it's based on a study and a researcher from Cornell University in a scientific journal from astronomy and astrophysics. And they talk about the thing that they did. They looked particularly at this one system called Tau Booties, approximately 51 light years away from Earth. So 51 light years. So one light year is essentially 6 trillion miles. So think about that. 6 trillion times 51 is just how many miles away this is. And think how long it takes For it to get a signal back. And think of if light travels, you know, um, at the speed of light, 51 light years is 51 years it would take to get a signal from there. And sound travels even slower if you're looking at radio waves. So think of it this way. Even if we were to try to get light signals, anything that we would actually see from something that far away, we're essentially seeing it from 51 years ago. What it looked like 51 years ago. You know how hard it would be? to actually communicate with a society that you only got a message every 51 years at the most, that'd be a little scary, wouldn't it? So researchers have made the discovery thanks to LOFAR, which is low, frequently, uh, low frequency array in this radio telescope in the Netherlands. And I start looking into this and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. I want to see what they've done. Oh, Nathan, our producer says the longest hole is seven and a half miles. Is that the one in Russia? Like they did one in Russia. And it just got so difficult to bore down, they couldn't do it anymore. But it says, a search for radio emissions from the exoplanetary system 55. This is the Buddhists using what was uh, that special technology. I start to read the actual thing that was submitted and finally approved on December 9th of this year in that astrophysics uh, journal. And I, I go through, okay, here's the frequencies they use. Here's this, here's that. Okay, this is basically what they say. So based on where the earth is at any given time and based on the clear shot we would have at any any uh, world at any given time, it's a small window of opportunity for us to actually catch anything. Now, l- let me give you this example. And you can probably follow along and understand this. Let's say you were holding a 10-yard rope, okay? And you're swinging this rope up in the air and it's swinging in a circle, okay? So you're right to the center of the circle, you're swinging it over your head and this rope's going around. Now, think about where the rope, if you were to just go like, I don't know, uh, 10 inches away from where you're holding onto it, okay? Think about how close that circle is and how small that circle is versus if you go all the way to the end of the rope, which is 10 yards, and think about how long of a circle that is, right? It takes, uh, it covers a lot more distance on the outside of the circle than it does the inside of the circle just based on the way it's rotating because it just has less space to go now think about this you're going 51 light years away from someone whatever planet they're on is rotating and whatever signal is coming off of that planet is also rotating And 51 light years away you're going to only get a quick little blip of something so quickly that you might not even know it's there so what do they count for a signal in deep space Now, I want you to. I'm going to give you an audio example of how this works because there is a very specific amount of time that they said they were able to capture this inside of the actual, uh, inside of it all. Okay. So here is a couple of examples for you. This is what one second sounds like. Okay. One second of catching a radio signal. Now, that's not what they listen to. It's just to give you an illustration what one second is. That's a one-second tone. Now, they didn't get a one-second tone. They actually got less than a one-second tone. Okay, here is, if we were to go to a quarter of a second, not just, not one second, a quarter of a second. Pretty quick, right? Now, I want you to think of everything you can communicate to someone in this much time. Okay, pretty tough, right? That's not even... Uh, as long as they received it. All right. Here is, let's see, um, one-tenth of a second. All right. One-tenth of a second. Pretty quick. How much information do you think you can get from an alien planet in this much time? Not much, right? That is one-tenth of a second. Here's a half of a tenth of a second. Wow. That's not much, is it? You know, if if you were to be listening to your radio very closely, you might not even hear this because it's flashing by so quick. Listen again. That's half of a tenth of a second, okay? You know what that is? That is five times longer than the signal they received in this study. Five times longer than the information they got back. I noticed that my audio software... It wasn't able to produce a sound for the 10 milliseconds that they received back in order to write a full study on. You couldn't even, it was so fast, they couldn't even generate a tone on the wavelengths. That's what they're dealing with. So people get all excited and they think, oh, we're going to be able to use this as a way to communicate and do this and that. No, I'm sorry. We're not going to be able to. It's just such a small amount of information. No one should really get their hopes up on something like that. I'm sorry to burst the bubble of anyone that was hoping to hear aliens talking to us. And then again, what would aliens say to us anyway? If anything, it's probably better aliens don't know we exist. Or if they do, we could be in some serious trouble if they decide to one day come over here. We'll just be a people zoo to them. One other thing, too. There was this asteroid that people kept talking about. Oh, this asteroid, this asteroid in 2020, it's going to be... It's going to hit us. You know, it's going to be terrible. Uh, you know what they found out by the end of November? This And people saw this and they said, what a great way to end 2020 with a giant asteroid hitting the uh, world. That pretty much caps off the year that is 2020. Well, instead, they started tracking this thing and finally got closer. And you know what they realized? They said, oh, this ain't an asteroid. This is just space junk. It it was an upper stage rocket body from 1966 launched as part of the uh, Surveyor two mission. So eventually they realized this decade old space junk could be making its close approach here, uh, but it's over. You know, isn't that crazy how that works out? It, It goes to show you how difficult it is to really track these things. It may be the first of many things that we may have a hard time finding in space, thinking it's an asteroid when it's really not. It's just space junk. That is probably a great name for a podcast, Space Junk. I kind of like that, actually. Maybe I should try to produce that. In the next hour, this is going to be a big one. In fact, I think you're going to like it. We're going to be talking to Dave Weiss. He's one of the hosts of the Flat Earth Podcast. He's going to spend at least three segments with us. And part of these segments is just to discuss things he's discovered ever since he's learned that the Earth is flat. Now, how does he come to that conclusion? How does he answer some of the questions that many people have when challenging his theories? We're going to let him do that. In fact, if you wanted to ask him a question directly, he said he'll take phone calls. So we'll do that in the next hour or two. Looking forward to it. It's Overnight America, KMOX.